Hello and welcome to Crackin' Crime. I'm your host, Jamie Tilson. Your co-host, Seth. <laughs> Tilson. Tilson. Still French. Still French. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you everybody for joining us this week. It was a busy week. We uh, did a post on Facebook and had a lot of interaction on our Facebook page. We, sh- we sure did, didn't we? we? We sure did. You want to tell them about it? <laughs> I don't like to it. <coughs> Sorry about that. That's a lie. So we put out, uh, I don't know, from last week when we were talking about Tombstone versus White Earp, which movie's better, mm-hmm. we uh, put out a poll. <laughs> 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 so we put out this poll, and I was pretty positive that everybody was going to come in and be like, yeah, White Earp is just dramatically better yeah. uh didn't quite go that way <laughs> it's fine. most people that i argue with besides jacqueline <clears throat> think that they're right and then slowly <laughs> but surely get proven wrong in major fashion like post after post after yeah. post continuously yeah. agreeing with me yeah i my favorite ones were the ones that just like one of them he couldn't take the time to post out all of Tombstone, so he just posted out like Tomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was people who were Kurt. And I'm like, okay, that's not that's Tombstone. I'm busy. I'm at work. <laughs> K. Yeah. K, K for Kurt. Like, well, is that Kevin or is that Kurt? So those ones were both. All right, that was 50 50 ones. <laughs> I'll give you that, I guess, but I'm positive it was Kurt. <laughs> oh, man. So it's pretty funny. We it was great. It was awesome feedback. We had a lot of posts. We had some really intellectual ones. People explaining the differences of casts and mm-hmm. um, oh man, it was it was fun. It was yeah. great. We enjoyed everybody's comments <clears throat> and really glad that everybody was interacting with it. That was just yeah. awesome. That was pretty cool. It was. It was amazing. So thank you guys for the Facebook post this week. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll try to do some more stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Tombstone, if you guys didn't get it, Tombstone was the clear winner. Yeah. Clear. Clearly. Clear. Seth. Yeah. Seth. See, he says Tombstone, but it was Seth behind <laughs> Tombstone. Seth was the clear winner. He's, he's too prideful for his own good. He can't, he can't. Yeah. Why well, didn't, Seth didn't have much in the help of making the movie. He just liked <laughs> that one better. So <laughs> I pointed it out. You pointed they it out. They made that movie. So 30 years later. Seth could point it out. That's right. And make it popular again. There you go. So everybody go check out both movies and then uh, go rejoin our post and re- repost wider. Yeah, it's and, on Netflix. Uh, what's that? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Both of them are on Maybe. Netflix. No, it was at once. I know. I don't know. Yeah. Look I, through or, it. Yeah. Kill 10 minutes of your time. Fuck it. Yeah, there you go. Maybe it's there. Maybe it ain't. Maybe it is. Yeah, go check it out. They're both great movies. Um, all right. And then with that, we're going to do a quick disclaimer. Um, we are a comedy slash true crime podcast, so we prefer comedy with our crime. So we spend more time laughing and joking around. Hope you guys enjoy the way we tell a story. All right. With that, another Facebook post that we put out this week was we're doing, <laughs> what are you laughing oh, I thought, I thought you were going to talk about the post that you... That you boosted. <laughs> yeah. uh. I, tried, I tried to boost. So if, if you guys are just getting a bunch of random messenger messages from us. 
<laughs> my boost did not go as planned. No. Not even a little bit. He literally paid his own money <laughs> to boost a post on Facebook that it was sends messages. And then if you click on our podcast link, all it does is send a message. <laughs> <laughs> totally messed that up. You can't even listen to the podcast. <laughs> you can't. Our views at haven't all. gone up it's at so all. Bad. It is so bad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, but that's not the one I was talking about. If you are kidding, those we're not trying to scam or spam you. We're absolutely just trying to promote the podcast. Um, but anyway, the other one we did is we are doing a giveaway for Facebook. For Facebook, man, I've been doing that so much lately. WeatherTech, WeatherTech, damn it, yeah, WeatherTech <clears throat> on Facebook. Uh, we're giving away WeatherTech formats. Uh, Tilson Customs sponsored that this week. So we are going to do a video. So Seth, if you want to grab your phone. Yep. We're going to record it, and then we'll post it on our page tomorrow. Uh, but we are doing it live on the podcast, so that's what we're doing right now. I got very low battery, so uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it not going to take that long for the it's video. 10%. 10%. That oh. ought to do it. All right, so we've got our hat here. You let us know when you're ready to rock and roll. You're live. We're live? Oh, okay. We're live on two different formats. There's all of our names Tickets. in the hat. My name's in there four times. I'm dropping names out of there. So oh. stir them all up, mix them all up. All right. Dig it in there. Pick one. All right. This is our winner right here. Let's see who's lucky. Tori Furnish. Who's that? Tori Furnish. Tori Furnish. Tori Furnish. You won the floor mats. So if you're listening to the podcast... Or if you're watching it on Facebook, then just contact me, uh, Tilson Customs, and then we'll we'll get you the floor mats. All right. Or Seth at Seth Customs. <laughs> yeah, it's, that I don't think that that's really a thing. It's it's on a piece of paper. It's on a piece of paper. We're working on it. <laughs> we, well, I mean, congratulations, we... Tori. We hope that you're hearing about your name on the drawing on the podcast because this is. All what it's all about. We're trying to promote the podcast. That's what right we now. should do. We shouldn't even post it on Facebook tomorrow. Like they should just all listen to it. They should just hey, just listen to the podcast. You want to know if you won? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I think we should. Yeah. And we're we should still... make it a three-hour podcast too. So there's like, oh, damn it, when is it? <laughs> well, we've already recorded it, so yeah, we can't go and just announce it at the end of the podcast. You got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> we hope everybody's listening to the end anyway. You know what I mean? It's funny. Yeah. It is. Well, you know, even if it's not that funny, some people aren't finding it funny, which mm. they'd be crazy. That's when I right? make amends with grandma, you know? <laughs> so we're having a blast doing it. And again, the goal of this whole thing is you guys are basically hanging out with us and we're telling you guys some crazy stories. We hope you guys are enjoying it. That's the whole point of the whole entire thing. Check us out on all of our social media stuff. We're on the Twitter. We're on Facebook, obviously. We've done a bunch of stuff on Facebook this week. Uh, we're starting off a TikTok. Um, don't really know how to do much of that yet, so we're playing around with it. Oh, we got ideas. Oh, we've got some pretty good ideas. We've got yeah, some ideas. Cr- except <laughs> Seth takes them a little extreme. He was like, "Hey, how about you're strangling your wife?" No, and then you look at me, I said, and I was like, oh, right. "That's that's a little do, excessive." We do the Friends theme song, all right, and it's playing the music, and we're in, we're introducing ourselves and. Open the door and there you are standing over your wife with a pillow in your head. And, like, and, you, just, and you look at the screen, you smile and point. You know, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to actually put it on her face. I didn't actually have to do that. So we're well, still working on ideas for that. 
We're, we'll come up with some other things. That's a TikTok. No, we're putting that in there. That's going in the first video. It's going. I've made up my mind. I'll quit the podcast right now. <laughs> you know, go start Seth Customs. Right now, it's done. <laughs> He's doing it. Sit, I'm out. Fuck it. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> All right. Well, now let's get started with the um, story, huh? What do you think? I don't know because I, I don't know what the story is. I'm not allowed to I, know what they are. I, I tried know. to touch the notes and he smacked my hand like a little girl. That's right. Because he's not allowed to look at my notes because yeah. this is all about him not knowing what we're doing. And I was thinking since the week was so good, so much talk about White Earp, Tombstone, right? We'll just do White Earp. Let's just talk about the story of White Earp. <laughs> This episode is based on his sore looseness. It is. <laughs> so was we're gonna briefly. Crime in it? We're gonna. What's that? Was there any crime in this episode? <laughs> oh my! Where's this? Why Earp shot tons of people, oh and then he was God. charged with the murder of the OK at the OK Corral. He was acquitted. I knew he wasn't um, gonna just let it go. I don't. I don't let things go. <laughs> So basically, what we're doing is we're going to take you guys through the movie Wyatt Earp. <laughs> we're not focusing on you Tombstone made me watch at the all. Movie. You made me watch the movie when we first had this argument four years ago. I know the movie. I've seen it. Ah, I fell asleep. But you don't know the exact details, right? So... Is it even fictional or like factual? It's pretty factual. You yeah, sure you really that? don't. I really probably don't even need to do this. You can just go watch the movie. The and people have spoken. <laughs> they want to. The people have spoken. They want an episode about Tombstone. I know, and we're giving that to them. It's just, it, we don't cover much of Tombstone. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> fast forward to the first forty minutes, the next forty minutes, and then you'll get to the Tombstone part. <laughs> the part we all like. We all wanted. <laughs> All right, and with that, let's get started with this bad boy. All right. So Wyatt Earp, his full name, Wyatt Barry Stapp Earp. <laughs> don't it. give a shit what his middle name is. I really he's, don't. Well, he doesn't just have one. He's got, what did you say it was, Sebastian? I, I said Wyatt <laughs> Barry Stapp. Barry Stapp Earp. Born March 19th, 1848. That's a long time ago. All right, so our story starts with a spry baby Wyatt Earp. No. <laughs> so, so anyways, he's out. So serious. <laughs> when he was a teenager. So anyways, he was 11. Tell us the brand of the diapers he wore. <laughs> well, back then they had to wash the diapers because they didn't have diapers. They'd wear cloth diapers. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's not going to help me with my job, with my, with my, with my girl, oh my with nothing. Oh, really? my stomach hurts already. We haven't even really started. That's just his name, peoples. Um, Wyatt Sebastian Earp. 
Oh, he was born in Illinois. Um, in 1866, he worked on the Phineas Banning Stagecoach, delivering cargo in California, Nevada, Utah. Uh, I think around that time, his family they moved around all the time, right? So when he was when he was young, Gosh, the family why, was moving around all over. Why the place. would you move around that much back then? Were there even trains back then when he was born? Um, when did trains start? That yeah. I'm curious about. Yeah, no, he because he ends up right after that. Then in 1868, he starts working for the Union Pacific Railroad out in Wyoming territory. Okay. So there were trains, and but they just moved around all the time, and then it stuck with him. And his whole entire life, he moves Moving. all over the place, like just up and gone. Oh, yeah, well, at the end of Tombstone, the better movie, <laughs> him and his his new girl, the girl with the black hair, I can't remember her name, but they mm-hmm. decided like we're just gonna we're just gonna live room service and just travel everywhere. It was a great ending to a, a much better movie. Right. Well, that that's not really where the Wyatt Earp story ends because they're still alive. I don't care. Right. We're going all the way up to his death. I like to pretend so, like Tombstone was real. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tombstone was real. <laughs> it was real. It was it was great. based on true events, but then it was little parts were embellished. Right. Like the Doc Holiday scene where you know. I'll be your Huckleberry. That was completely well, since, improvised. Since I was five and I've snuck into my parents' room and watched it, I have uh, loved it and believed it wholly in my heart, <laughs> and I still do. And you cannot change my mind. I know, and I'm not planning to. But I'm just going to tell you a factual. Self I'm going to tell you and told me it was not how it happened. I'd be like, "You're stupid. <laughs> Get back in your freaking grave." <laughs> All right. So we pick up at spring of 1868. He works for the Union Pacific Railroad. While he's there. He learns a little bit about gambling, boxing. He starts refereeing some boxing matches and stuff like that. Again, that was out in the Wyoming Territory. So then he moves back out east to Missouri. Um, in mid-1869, he has his first gunfight with Tom Piner. Um, they get into a fist fight. Um, Wyatt throws him out the front doors of the saloon. And then Piner draws his gun. Wyatt draws his gun, shoots Piner in the hip. So that's the first one. That was 1869. Um, in so January was, of January 10th, 1870, um, he buys a lot on um, the edge of town, and then he uh, builds a house in August. He marries uh, Eurilla Sutherland. Was that, that the was, girl from the movie in Tombstone? Um, no, no. In, in the movie Wyatt Earp, this happens. Oh. Yeah, when he marries Eurilla. I don't remember any of it. I was falling asleep the whole time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's probably why you didn't think it was very good. If you're I probably I should watch it because I I love Wyatt Earp. I should watch it. Actually. Oh, absolutely. Well, this tells the story in the movie a little bit better. I mean, but in the movie, it shows that he burns the house down, and then he goes like on this crazy depression phase. You don't really know where he's at for years and stuff. But in real life, he sells the house. Um, so he had built them a house, but she just dies suddenly of typhoid fever. Of what? Typhoid fever. What is so that? it's a form of salmonella. It's basically like, um, people can still get that today. Um, it's, it's just a lot more rare because there's vaccinations for it. They can treat mm. it. Um, but it's like if you live next to a really dirty stream and you're drinking the water. And yeah, you get salmonella if you drink water out of a creek, right? Right. 1883. <laughs> I've seen that. So episode. yeah, eighteen eighty three would be very much. Yeah, that's what she ends up dying of. She ends up getting thyroid fever, thyf- typhoid fever, and that's what she ends up dying. Mm. Um, so Wyatt sells the house November of eighteen seventy, and then he runs for office of constable against his older brother, <clears throat> and Sam then Elliot. he wins. 
Sam What's Elliott, that? his older brother. Sam yeah, Elliott. Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, deep, Sam Elliott. Dark voice. I love his voice. I know. I think he hasn't hardly aged a day since um, eighteen seventy. Um, back not, when this happened. I'll tell you what, I got nothing against gay people. I'm not gay, but if Sam Elliott said in his sexy ass voice, like, hey, get in the room. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yes, sir, as I was unbuttoning my shirt. <laughs> oh, God. I'm about to have a hell of a mustache, right? <laughs> God, Seth has ne- not been known to turn down mustache rides. Either. I love you, Jacqueline. <laughs> oh, man. So at this point, he becomes constable in uh, Barton County, Missouri. What was constable back then? Because we don't say that anymore. Um, I'm so a, a less than educated millennial. <laughs> Well, um, they've had different jobs as constable over the years. Um, like a mayor? I'm kind of thinking it's like a city ordinance type, but... Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to stall while you Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. It's just a police officer is okay. a constable. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do. It, when I was doing some of the research back here... Um, or for all of this stuff here, they, they did say that, um, like the sheriffs and some of the police officers and stuff like that, probably not the constables. Um, but anyway, they like also were, they had like multiple, they were like the County treasurer. They were like responsible for collecting taxes from people and all of that stuff. And then they got a percentage of those things. Is was how their pay was based. So it you was kind that, of an interesting deal. You know what that kind of like rings a bell? It's like, if, you've seen gangs in New York, right? Man, it's been a while. Long time. You know John yeah. C. Riley, Yeah, I like Brothers. John C. Riley. Yep. He was the cop in that. He'd always come into the gangs and stuff and collect percentages of their of their take or whatever. He'd just mm-hmm. come in there and take a part of it. or what, I wonder if that was, if his job title was constable. It might have been. Then. It might yeah. have been something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he, he gets, has a bunch of lawsuits filed against him <clears throat> because he was out collecting fees. So I guess it was the same as just a regular, like Marshall and stuff that yeah. we find out later in stories. Um, but he ends up getting sued multiple times cause he was kind of on a binger. His wife just passed away. He, you know, had all, thought he had life figured out. Now he's married. She was pregnant. Um, when she just died. Oh, Boom. Yeah. <clears throat> That's rough. And then, so he goes on a binger, he's drinking, and he has all kinds of problems with him for a while. <clears throat> and then in, in March of 1871, he's charged with horse theft. That's when he, there was a couple other guys that were there with him, but he was charged with horse theft. And back in those days, if, you, if you're found guilty of horse theft, they're going to hang you. Yeah, right? it's pretty bad. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> so, I mean, he was going to be hung. So then he ends up, Okay, so in the movie Wyatt Earp, his dad comes and bonds him out and tells him to get up to get lost, right? But in real life, he actually climbed out of the roof of the jail. So he escaped from the jail and bolted and went back to Illinois because he was in Missouri when that happened. So back he goes, then there was no FBI, so as long as he was well, back there was, to the state. There was just deputy U.S. marshals. 
But yeah, they still really couldn't go across state lines unless it was the federal charges probably could, but they didn't really mess around with it too much. So then in Peoria, Illinois, uh, February 24th of 1872, um, he's arrested with his brother Morgan for keeping and being found in a house of ill fame. What? Yeah, they raided a brothel in 1872, and he was in there. And so then that's what his charge was, was keeping and being found in a house of ill fame. Mm. Yeah, that was the way it was worded back in those days. But yeah, it was basically, they were claiming that he was possibly a pimp, and that he was (laughs) like, yeah. So he was like pimping out the girls, or he was like the guy in charge. Later on, some other people think that he was like a bouncer in the brothels. Um, or he was just hanging out in the brothels, but that's what he, all of the girls he runs around with all through this time period are all working girls. They're all Mm. from the brothels. Yeah. He's arrested again, June 16th of 1872. Um, and in the newspaper, when they, um, put it out, they put, um, that he was known as the Peoria bummer. That is a man, man of poor character or chronic lawbreakers. They would call a person a bummer or a bum. Hmm. So Wyatt Earp, the Peoria bummer, hmm. is what they called him in the newspaper. Yeah, <clears throat> Early 1874, Wyatt moves to Wichita where his brother James is running a brothel. So now Wyatt just goes there. He's hanging out in the brothel. Um, Gee, he's got a brother James? Yeah, he's got the brother James. I knew Morgan from Tombstone. He, he has like, what was it? I think I read 14 siblings. Jesus. Yeah. They used to get down back in the day, though. Oh, yeah. They used to have a ton of kids back in the day. Yeah. So he ran around with a few. Actually, one of his other brothers joins up later on. They never really talk. His name was Warren. Um, But he was part of the, like, the Earp Posse when they were chasing people down and stuff. So The Red Sashes? (laughs) Was that real? They never called them the Red Sashes. The Cowboys? The Cowboys. Was Was that a real gang? Yeah. Yeah. The Cowboys. Yeah, but they were just like rustlers and they were cowboys and they called them the cowboys even back in the day, like in the papers and stuff like that. Mm. They were, you were called a cowboy if you were basically kind of breaking the law and then you were living off the land and you were, you know, mm. basically cowboying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Wyatt Earp is honestly, he's a lawman, he's a gambler. Um, he was a bounty hunter for a little while, I don't but know I mean, you know this about me though, but, uh, <clears throat> quite the cowboy myself. <laughs> <laughs> cowboy, cowboy Seth rode a horse one time and he's been like <laughs> obsessed with I, telling me I how I much cowboy cowboyed is. for like a whole year. So that means for the rest of my life, I can put on a cowboy hat whenever the fuck I want. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. I know. I was just fixing some horse fence the other day, but I mean. I don't, wouldn't even know what it's like to be a cowboy, you know, standing next to you. These guys that fix some horse fence or some fences, you know, they were they were cool, but they weren't like us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even earn that cowboy hat. <laughs> All right, so the Wichita City Eagle on October 29th, 1874 reports um, that Wyatt Earp assisted an off-duty police officer to find some thieves who had stolen some mules and some wagons and stuff. So he goes out, helps this off-duty deputy 
locate these people and then they bring them in. Then he actually joins the police force April 21st, 1875 in Wichita. But that was short-lived because in April 2nd of 1876, when former Marshal Bill Smith accused Wyatt of using his office to help his brothers become law enforcement officers, so Wyatt punched him. And then they ended up getting, so he beat him up pretty good, I guess. And then, and then he, they even posted something about it in the newspaper. And they were like, you know, Wyatt Earp's darn good police officer. It's too bad that he's not here anymore. <laughs> he was charged $30, $30 fine. That's, That's a, a lot back then. big fine for yeah. back then. Yeah. Um, so then he all of a sudden moves to Dodge City, Kansas. That's when he goes to Dodge City. <clears throat> This is when he really becomes famous, right? Because the Dodge City Wyatt Earp is really where he gets famous. May of 1876 is when he's appointed the assistant marshal in Dodge City. But his brother, James, had, I believe, gone to Dodge City and opened another brothel, and then he followed James over there to it. And then it says that he went to Deadwood, South Dakota, for the winter of 76th, 77th. I love See, Deadwood. I love Deadwood too, Deadwood's man. Deadwood's awesome. Yeah, I, I think Deadwood's one of my favorite areas to go to, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, yep. hands down, the Black Hills, oh, yeah. Mount Rushmore. I think I've been amazing. there four times, and I'm, I intend to go again. I love that oh, place. Yeah, I mean, well, nice you still trip. got, you can still gamble. They got the casinos. Yeah. But then you got Sturgis right at the bottom of the mountain there. Oh, yeah. You got skiing just to the west. It's, it's one of my favorite areas. You kind of got a little bit of everything. It's just, it's absolutely amazing up there. But see, this is what I'm saying about Wyatt Earp. He just moves all over the place. So, like, he's in Dodge City. This is where he's getting famous. Now, all of a sudden, he's in Deadwood, and he's trying stuff up there. Then, all of a sudden, he moves back to Deadwood, or, I mean, to um, Dodge City. Yeah, and at and some then, point, he then goes he to leaves Tombstone, Dodge City and, what's Arizona. That? At some point, he goes to Tombstone, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, and then this is, you know, after... A fairly old Wyatt Earp. They decided to make a movie about this one incident. Um, I like the movie that tells the whole story myself. Uh, but anywho. Yeah, the rest of us. I know. The, the rest of Tombstone. everybody else was like, they're both good, but Tombstone's better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a part that is kind of popular. This is a big part of his whole thing. Right? So on, on October. It's the Alamo. Uh, what's that? It's the Alamo. He was not a part of the Alamo at all. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. <laughs> he never. I don't even know what to say. He never went to Texas ever. <laughs> yes, he. That, I, he's he's going to Texas right now. He's oh. packing up. He's getting the horses ready. He's on his way to I'm Texas. That's what up. I'm going to talk about. I thought we were going to talk about. But he what doesn't he did go to Dodge the Alamo. <laughs> you know he. I'm not even going to say. He might have stopped by and just checked out the Alamo. I'm going to be honest with you. I grew up thinking like every Western story or anything from 1801 to like 1901. I was like, yeah, Wyatt Earp was there. (laughs) (laughs) To me, he was Superman when I was a kid. (laughs) Oh, he really kind of is. Pearl Harbor. He really. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. (laughs) (laughs) He was dead already. It was 1940-something. I don't know. Shooting jabs with a six shooter. I don't know. <laughs> the only reason Clint Eastwood was able to act in movies is because Wider told, told him he could. It. it was it was it was really Kurt Russell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he 
you don't, yeah, you don't even, you're basing it all off of Tombstone, Kurt too. Russell like, yeah, Kurt Russell Wyatt is Earp. a bad dude. You see him in Escape from New York. Oh, my God. Wyatt Earp's amazing in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, getting back to our story. This is where we meet John Doc Holiday. Ah. Yeah, the dentist. Val Kilmer. My favorite Val Kilmer. Guy. Yeah, this is where we meet Val Kilmer. Okay, this is where he comes into the picture. Um, October of 1877, he is requested by the U.S. Marshals to, so he becomes a deputy U.S. Marshal, and he's looking for Dave Rudabaugh. Hey, this is still in Dodge City, Kansas, right? Yeah, he's got, he, yeah, he was from Dodge City, Kansas, but he's on the run. He's hurt. He's heading down towards Texas, so now Wyatt's trying to catch up to him. So, Doc Holiday. So that? Wyatt's hunting Doc Holiday no, or no, the no, bad no. guy? No, okay, no. okay. Yeah, okay. he's searching for Dave Rudabaugh because Dave Rudabaugh's got a warrant for what? Um, I don't remember if it ever said. I think it was something with stealing mules or something. Um, Horse thiefing. What's that? Horse thiefing. It might. It might have been. Mule thiefing. I, I should have written that down. I don't know why I didn't do that. But uh, so he's got a warrant, and I don't even know if the story that I read even said why. Because it's a small piece of the story. Um, so he goes down to Fort Clark, Texas. A newspaper reported his presence on January 22nd of 1878. See, that's kind of the part. There's people that are traveling all over the place back in the old West days. But they the newspapers kind of tracked Wyatt Earp pretty good. So he was, I'm pretty sure he was pretty darn famous even in, you know, in the late 1800s right now. Mm-hmm. So he goes somewhere. He's kind of a local celebrity, and he's this gunfighter. He's this lawman. He's this, you know, I don't know where you're going. This is way back before he killed Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm telling the story. Seth gets a smirk on his face. (laughs) He held that one for a minute. is not he's dead Dwight Earp killed him it's, it's a backup guy that <laughs> <laughs> looks like him right now <laughs> he killed Stalin he killed all of them <laughs> Wyatt Earp is fucking Van Helsing to me <laughs> he's just waltzing the world right now <laughs> killing bad people <laughs> he's still alive yeah he's still out there and he's still he taking is. care of people for us oh uh, yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. So then Wyatt Earp ends at the frontier town <laughs> on on the clear fork of the Brazos River. Um, and he goes to the Beehive Saloon um, owned by John Shancy. Shancy? Shancy. Are you good? <laughs> I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Herb asked John Shancy about Rudabaugh, and he's directed to a gambler by the name of John Doc Holliday. So that's where that's how they first meet. He's on the search for Rudabaugh, and he ends up talking to Doc Holliday in Texas. <clears throat> it, show, it says that on May 11th of 1878, Erp returns to Dodge City. And then on May 14th, he's appointed as assistant marshal. Doc shows up in Dodge City then in about mid of 1878. So 
this is kind of another crazy story. So I think that they were already kind of friendly with each other. They knew each other, right? Obviously from that other encounter, but this is what makes them friends. This incident is what like made the two, right? So around the same time that Doc Holliday shows up in Dodge City, Ed Morrison and another two dozen cowboys ride into town. They're shooting up Main Street and, you know, just causing a crazy ruckus, right? A they ruckus. Go, a ruckus. Yeah. It's a ruckus. <laughs> a ruckus. You know who else caused a ruckus? Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, his was a little bit more than... Are we going to have to talk about that? You probably don't even know all the bad stuff he did. Mass I genocide. Do <clears throat> so they were galloping down Fremont Street. They entered the Long Branch Saloon, creating more of a disturbance in there with all of the people that are in there. So Wyatt hears the commotion goes over there and storms in the door. And as he enters the door of the saloon, he's met with a bunch of guns. Everybody turns their guns and points them at him. Doc Holliday pulls his gun and puts it right to the back of Ed Morrison's head. And this leads Ed Morrison to tell everybody to drop their guns. And then they all just basically go on their way. They're just, we're Mm. good. Yeah. So Doc Holliday stood up for him big time right there. And then... Wyatt Earp actually um, credited um, Doc Holliday as to saving his life that night because they were more than likely going to shoot him. Yeah. But because Doc Holliday did that, then so then they were just best of friends ever since that night because hmm. he had his back bigger than crap, right? That's, that's about us. <clears throat> so then Earp resigns from Dodge City on September 9th of 1879. I wonder where he would go after Dodge City. Alamo. The Alamo. <laughs> so then, no. Um, so then he turns up at the Alamo in Texas. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Yeah, I knew it. I was right around the same time Hitler was born. <laughs> this is this is where he makes the stand against Hitler and the Nazis. And no. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, no. So this is where they travel to Prescott, Arizona. Because Virgil's out in Prescott, Arizona. Yeah, Virgil, Sam Elliott. That's right. Yeah, Sam Elliott's out in uh, Prescott, Arizona. Um, and then Doc Holliday goes with them. So they all pack up from Dodge City. They all take off for Prescott, Arizona. Um, then Virgil is appointed Deputy U.S. Marshal over Tombstone, over that region. So then Virgil, Wyatt, and um, James all take off and head to Tombstone. Morgan wasn't with them at this point. Hmm. But... Um, Doc Holliday was having too much fun. He was doing a pretty good job gambling and stuff up in Prescott. So he stays up in Prescott, Arizona, which is north of Phoenix. Yeah, north of Phoenix. It's in between Phoenix and uh, the Grand Canyon. When we left Tombstone, we went up to Phoenix, and then we went up to Prescott, and then up onto the Grand Canyon. It's a gorgeous drive, but you talk about windy. I mean, you're like... Oh, really? Oh, it's crazy. Crazy drive. I'd love to check that out, though. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful up there. Um, so anyway, so this is now why they end up down there. And it's also funny during all of the research that I was doing here, like Virgil and Wyatt. And I mean, they're like deputy U S marshals and then they're deputy sheriffs and then they're, you know, deputy town marshals and then they're constables. And then they're, they're just like constantly bouncing around. Mm -hmm. So they don't like hold like, like this whole time they were just like Virgil was the sheriff. He wasn't. Right? So Virgil's the only one that's in law enforcement at this point because he's the deputy US Marshal. 
<clears throat> but it doesn't last long. Because then he's deputy U.S. marshal, but then he ends up being a deputy sheriff. And then he ends up being the city um, police officer. So it's like throughout this story, he he's different positions in law enforcement the whole time. Yeah, he doesn't like stick with it. Mm. So that is, the, the and I don't know if I'll cover all of it. Like I, I didn't want to like, gee, many Christmas. Now he's left this job and he started this job. and it, But it is kind of crazy. So he's on and off law enforcement this whole time. And then he's trying to make other things work. That's why they were up in Deadwood. He was trying to get like some gambling thing going, saloons, and trying to get mining rights, and it wasn't working. So then he goes back to Dodge City, and then he leaves Dodge City, goes to Prescott. Now he's trying to be a gambler. He's trying to do this. He always ends up back in law enforcement until the like 1890s is when he's kind of done with law enforcement. Hmm. Um, so they arrive um, December 1st of 1879 in Tombstone, Arizona. So Doc arrives on September um, of 1880, and he's got forty thousand dollars with him. <clears throat> in today's money, that would be well over a million dollars that he won gambling up Jeez. in Prescott. So that he must—he was like, "Yeah, I'm good. We're heading down there now, right?" So he's got that on him when he goes there. Um, I don't know who knew that. I don't know if he was flashing it when he got there. He's like one point one two three million guys. Me, right? This mm. guy. Right, estimated amount. <clears throat> could have been more, could have been a little less. Right, yeah, yeah. I think that's just estimated. All right, so here's now where the Cowboys start to kind of come in, and this is where the conflict in Tombstone starts, because obviously he's already had some conflict as law enforcement in Dodge City with Ed Morrison, right? But they were able to solve that. Everything was good. All right, July 25th, 1880, an Army Captain Joseph Hurst requests um, Deputy U.S. Marshal Virgil to assist in tracking um, the Cowboys who had stolen six U.S. Army mules. They had taken the, where it was said U.S. branding, they had turned it to like an A8 and rebranded the, the mules over that. So Virgil is like, I want Wyatt and I want, um, I think at this point they had, uh, Morgan was there. So he requests, yeah, Morgan and Wyatt both to go with him. And then they found the mules at McCow at McLaurie's place. Um, the Cowboys had changed the branding, like I said. And this is where they met up with Cowboy Frank Patterson. <clears throat> they make an agreement with Frank Patterson that he's going to return the mules. Okay. And they gave him like two days, right? But he's going to, they're going to return the mules. No, no harm, no foul. Two days later, he shows up in Tombstone, no mules, and then he laughs in Captain Hurst's face and why in the Earp's face. Mm. Yeah, their brothers' faces. So then this is what kind of starts the feud, right? Because they didn't, they just didn't care. They were just completely lawless down there. So this leads Hurst to printing a handbill describing the theft. He charged him with the theft, and then he ends up. Um, Posting his handbill in the Tombstone Epitaph, which is the newspaper. So he posts that handbill in the newspaper describing the theft and what they had done to them. So this fires him up, right? So now McLaurie is not happy. I feel, <clears throat> see, <clears throat> you keep saying McLaurie, but I, for some reason, Val Kilmer's voice keeps popping in my head saying that McLaurie's are gunning for us. 
Right. You know what I mean? Is that how it was pronounced? McLowry? It, or it, it's either McLowry or McLory. I don't know how you it's probably spelled like McLory. <clears throat> yeah, it's spelled like Malory. It could be McLowry. Yeah, no. it's pro it probably is the McLowry's now that you say that. Yeah, I think that Doc Holiday is just so epic to me. <laughs> he was. He was really good in they that. They could have they could have just played that movie with his part alone. I'd like better than White Better than that movie. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> no, it, it it's the four of them together that makes the whole thing. But now McLowry is is angry, right? So now he prints a letter in a different newspaper that was cowboy friendly, and he then called Hurst a coward, a liar. Uh, I mean, like it wasn't good, right? So Hurst now is like hearing about all of this stuff, and then now he's hearing that the McLowrys and all them and the Cowboys are starting to make a bunch of threats about the Earps and Hearst and <clears throat> it's not going good. Right. And now different members of the town are starting to talk about all of the different threats that are going around from these Cowboys. And they're talking about the Earps and everything else. So Virgil Earp then becomes a deputy sheriff in July 28th of 80. So this is where I'm saying that he goes all over the place, yeah, but he appoints Wyatt as a deputy and then um, October 28th of 1980, 1880, um, the Tombstone Town Marshal was shot by Curly Bill Brocious. Okay. Wyatt goes to help because he hears all of the stuff going on. He goes over to help and he stands next and hides because there's all these gunshots going off. He hides next to a chimney. The chim They say that the chimney was just riddled with bullets and he's standing right next to it. Then he goes over and he pistol whips Curly Bill. Curly Bill had shot the town marshal and the town marshal dies. Mm -hmm. And then it's a crazy story about how they they take him to like, uh, I don't remember if it was Tucson or where it was at that they had to go to now for the trial. So they have to take Curly Bill there. But the Earps actually were like, you know, they were fighting. It was an accidental discharge. He didn't mean to shoot him. But apparently he had just, there was a bunch of gunfire going on, right? Because apparently the chimney was riddled next to Wyatt Earp and they looked out, people looked out and saw Wyatt Earp like just standing over Curly Bill as he was knocked out in the street and he had just shot the sheriff or the town marshal. <clears throat> but the Earps kind of had his back at the trial and then he's acquitted of the charges. They just call it an accidental shooting. Good to go. But he's still pissed off at Wyatt because Wyatt pistol whipped him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and back in those days, but Wyatt Earp was a big dude. So back then, I don't remember what the average size was, but it's probably like my size, you know, like five, seven, five, eight, you know, huge dude. <laughs> right. But Wyatt Earp was like six foot tall. He weighed like 220, 230. He was just a big dude. Mm -hmm. And back in those days, I mean, he just manhandled people all the time. But pistol whipping is, was his main thing that he was known for was he would just pistol whip people and... Mm -hmm. Then he would drag him off to jail. Probably pistol whipped Hitler. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now this is when Behan wins the election for sheriff, and it was this whole thing because Wyatt or Virgil was going to run, but then Behan had more political experience and blah blah blah. So they'd worked out a deal that Virgil was going to work for Behan. Behan gets elected, and then he fires Erp. And so then it, there was another weird thing there too, but 
they kind of make it seem like Behan was kind of in the Cowboys' pocket a little bit too. And as things are, he ends up having a couple deputies later on. Well, kind of during this time now, where the deputies were like robbing stagecoaches and oh jeez, they let him go, but it was supposedly like a a payment dispute or something like that. So they didn't ever say that. So it was just a lot of really sketchy stuff with the Behan dude. I have no idea I wasn't there. But now the tensions are increasing with the Clantons and the McClowries. Um, all through of 1881, there was the all these, like I said, the stagecoach robberies, the couple of deputies with there were Behans and the whole firing of Earp. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on that was kind of crazy. So this is what kind of leads. Tensions have been building between these guys. Now on Wednesday, October 26th of 1881, Ike Clanton, Billy Claiborne, and then there was couple two or three more i have them listed later on they're all standing out at the okay corral and they're armed um they had been making threats <clears throat> the okay corral is where what's that <clears throat> the okay tombstone. corral is in tombstone yeah oh yeah okay yeah that... also i was thinking it was in oklahoma because it's okay you know <laughs> <laughs> so the whole movie's about tombstone but then they shot him in oklahoma then they went back to i mean now you say it it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> and know. actually in all the movies that you see, it makes it, it looks like the OK Corral is kind of a big place, and it's really not a big place. It was hmm. a little tiny alley in between two other buildings, so it was not a very big lot. It was pretty small. Um, so Tombstone City Marshal at this point, Virgil, um, learned that they were armed in town. And they're down there, and they're making a bunch of threats. Um, so he asks Wyatt, Morgan, and Doc to assist him in disarming them. Wyatt had been a deputy or deputized just a couple days earlier. Morgan was a uh, city officer for Virgil. And then he also deputized Doc that morning Mm -hmm. when they were walking down there. So at 3 p.m., the Earps and Holiday head towards Fremont Street. The OK Corral is a narrow alley between the Harvard House um, and Fly's Boarding House. And there's a photography studio right there. Um, They were only like 6 to 10 feet away from each other. Hmm. Yeah, so they, it was like about as close as we're sitting right here. This yeah. is so the movies make it all seem a little bit. I yeah. mean, they were close, right? Because it's just a tiny little area. Um, so shooting obviously breaks out, right? Because that's what happened. They try to disarm them, and then there's a huge dispute about who drew first, who shot first. There's been tons of documentaries out there that I've seen. There's been people trying to re- reenact it. Um, and there, nobody knows exactly who fired first. Okay. But in the shooting, Ike Clanton and Billy Claiborne, they ran, they just left, even though there are a lot, there are two that are starting a lot of the stuff and keeping a lot of stuff going and they continue it even after this, they keep yeah. doing stuff, but it was always from the shadows. Now when they're confronted, they took off running. Um, Tom and Frank McLowry are both killed in the shootout. And then Billy Clanton is also killed in the shootout. Uh, Morgan was clipped across his back, um, his shoulder blades kind of, kind of nicked his spine a little bit. Um, Virgil was shot through his calf. Um, Holiday was grazed by a bullet and Wyatt was not so much as even grazed by a bullet during the shootout. So then Ike Clanton goes and he files charges against Wyatt Earp or against the Earps and Doc Holiday. Okay. So Sheriff Behan testified um, that he had already seen the group down there earlier in the day and they had all like raised their trench coats and showed that they didn't have any guns on them. And 
stuff like that. And then he goes on to say that it was Doc Holliday that shot first, and he shot um, with a nickel-plated revolver, even though witness accounts that saw them walking down there said that they saw Holly with a messenger shotgun, which is yeah. just one of those little shotguns. Tombstone. <clears throat> um, and then Wyatt testifies... Um, because Virgil couldn't make it to the hearing because he was still bedridden from being shot in the calf. But Wyatt testifies that um, they fired after um, the other guys went for their guns. So they the other group went for their guns and they pulled and started firing. <clears throat> so it could be, it obviously from that, maybe Doc Holliday did fire first, right? Mm. Um, so on November 30th of that year, then... Not enough evidence, so they're acquitted, right? So there's no charges that are filed against them. Um, <clears throat> then on December 28th, Virgil's ambushed on Alley Street with a shotgun blast. It struck his left arm and his shoulder. Um, Ike Clanton's hat was found nearby. And then Clanton was charged for the shooting, but then he was acquitted. Yeah, what? there wasn't enough against him to say that, but he shot... If you watch any of the movies, you always, they always show that as he's walking down the street, Virgil's walking down the street, and they, he just ambushed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ike Clanton's hat was actually found nearby, and then he was charged, but he wasn't ever, he was acquitted of those charges. Mm-hmm. So this is when Wyatt is like, no stuff is coming. So he writes to who, I don't know, but he writes and he ends up um, asking to be appointed as a deputy U.S. Marshal. They grant it, and then he, he goes and he like, takes a mortgage out against his house, um, which back then, you know, wasn't a ton of money, but he still like went to somebody, they gave him the money and then he never comes back for it. They end up foreclosing on the house. And so, but he takes that so he can pay and build this little team is what he's putting together to help him with the Cowboys. So in the movies, it seems like all of this happens like on one night, Mm -hmm. right? Like Virgil gets shot and then Morgan gets shot Tombstone. Did Morgan actually get shot and killed? Yeah, he does. Yep, in a billiard hall. But Virgil shot on December 28th. Morgan isn't shot until March 18th. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. So it it happens months after each other. I mean, what is that, three months later? Um, But then everything after that in the movies basically takes off. Because, yeah, the very next day, they're on the freaking train. Wyatt tries to write um, Clanton and be like, hey, we're good. And he... Wanted nothing to do with it. He tried to write, um, ask Ike, like, hey, Ike Clanton, like, we're good, right? And Ike didn't want to hear none of it at all. So then he keeps coming at him. So this is when everything in the movies kind of takes off. Yeah, because Morgan Earp is murdered while playing billiards um, in the billiard hall. He was shot through the spine, and then the bullet went through him and hit another person in the leg in the in the billiard room. Jeez. Yeah. And then he ended up dying. <clears throat> I think it was soon thereafter. So the next day, Wyatt assembles his deputies, and they are assisting Virgil, Morgan's body, and then the wives. They're getting the herbs out of there. They're taking them back to California. Um, but they had heard that Frank Stillwell was waiting for him in Tucson. So this is where Wyatt and the team rides on the train. Um, the next day, Frank Stillwell's body was found next to the railroad tracks in Tucson. Oh, yeah. And then warrants were issued. They were able to secure a warrant for Wyatt's arrest. Hmm. And they issued a warrant for his arrest for the murder of Frank Stillwell. Then, all right, 
So that was what started the Earp Vendetta Ride. Okay, this is what it's known as, is the Earp's Vendetta Ride. So two days after Tucson, the Earp Posse stumbles upon the Cowboys camp near Iron Springs in Whetstone Mountains. According to reports from both sides of the parties, right, the Earp Party um, withdraws to cover, except for Wyatt and Texas Jack Vermillion, um, whose horse was shot. That's the only he was. They were trying, but so they pull up there. Curly Bill then fires at Wyatt with a shotgun, and he misses Wyatt. Wyatt then fires back with his shotgun, hits him square in the chest from fifty, um, fifty, yeah, fifty feet. And then he's just dead. He just drops right at the edge of the river and he's dead. Um, and then it, so then Wyatt then grabs his revolver and starts shooting people with his revolver. He hits Johnny Barnes in the chest, kills him. And then he wounds Milt Hicks in the arm. And then after that, they, you know, everybody retreats and stuff like that. Because, you know, he didn't, they didn't kill anybody because they had both people from both parties saw it. But mm-hmm. in later <clears throat> tales, they, well, we'll get to that in a second. So for two weeks, the Earp Posse tracked down members of the Cowboys. Um, they were credited with killing Frank Stilwell, Curly Bill, Indian Charlie, and then Johnny Barnes were the people that they shot during this two-week period. Mm-hmm. And then this is when Behan had a posse and they were out looking for the Earps. And they almost had him, and then the Earps, the Earp Posse, retreated into the woods, and then Behan's team, they, they could never find him. So then that was kind of the end of it. So mm-hmm. then the Earp ride was over. Um, years later, there's there's a bunch of different accounts of it, right? Um I think that Wyatt was trying to embellish a little bit too, because I think that later tales that he tells, like he had like three bullet holes in his pants. He had like three bullet holes in his hat, one in his, in the crown. He had bullet holes through his um, long trench coat that he was wearing. And then he said that his um, saddle horn had been shot off. Hmm. So there's crazy tales out there. I don't know what exactly is true, but in all of the gunfights that he ever was in, Never was he ever hit. That's crazy. Yeah. Never so much as grazed by a single bullet. Jeez. And even in those, everybody else retreats behind the trees because all of the gunfire that's going back and forth and he ends up shooting three people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty <laughs> crazy tale. And then this is what leads on to his, you know, like uh, the story, the legend of Wyatt Earp, you know, that just keeps growing. And then... After that, it kind of goes back to traveling all over the place. So he goes to Colorado after the the ride and then ends up out in California, meets up with, I didn't even talk about, while he was in Tombstone is when he had met Josie. Everybody's watched the movie. Everybody knows that he met Josie. Um, she ends up becoming Josie Earp. He chose her over the other gal that he was with for a while. I didn't really go into relationships um, but the crazy part about it is, is that um, he went and met back up with Josie, everybody that knows anything about any of the movies, which I'm sure. Um, and then they were never, re- he was never really truly remarried. It was all just common law. They were just together for so long that they called it common law marriage. They were always together. Yeah. So he meets back up with her and they were happily together for 46 years. Jeez. 
Yeah, so for... How old was he during all the tombstones? So let's see. Does it say that anywhere? So, because he was born in seven... Wait, let's see. Nope, that's not my... That's my... Got my 18 other pages over here. So he was born in 1848. So he would have been... 40? No, like 30. 30? Yeah. Yeah, So he lived until he was 70-something? Yeah, because the 70s. Yeah, so he was in his 20s and 30s during all of this. Mm. And he lives until he's 80. Yeah. So he, like, was a young man during most of all of this stuff that happened and then, again, travels on. There was a, uh, there was a fight um, that he refereed. And now he's famous from the OK Corral and all of his old stories, and they're still floating around. Um, but he then referees this boxing match, and it was Fitzsimmons against Shanky. Um, I think it was Shanky. Um, or Sharky. Yeah. But it's a boxing match, and he referees it. And something happens during the match, and people didn't believe it. And they made it seem like he, like, changed the course of the fight so he could, like, make money off of it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So then his reputation is crazy tarnished. Crazy tarnished in later years because of that fight. So that's one thing that stands out. It's, like, famous for the OK Corral, and then, eh kind of corrupt for the but i mean honestly if you look at all of this stuff the way that he bounced around he did all of that and everything i mean he was he was kind of shady the whole time um and then again he bounces around all over the place so he's in california then he's in nevada then at one point they were up in alaska they were in rampart alaska in 19 in 18 1897 um because there was a the alaskan gold rush Hmm. so he goes up there to rampart he ends up building a saloon with a partner um, when he comes back to California, then, um, he's got like 80 grand and in those days, so it's worth like almost 3 million in today's money is about what they made off that saloon up there. And I mean, we're still talking, this is the early 1900s and then people start kind of coming around him and then they, he bounces around more in this. And then finally in the later parts of his life, they were by, I think they were like Nevada and California. They kind of bounced back and forth between the two places um, and then he starts talking to some people and then there's in the, I think it was like 32 or 33, something like that is when they do like this, this book, the biography of Wyatt Earp comes out and it just pushes him to the next level with his like frontiersmen. He's like one of the most popular, like old lawmen that ever. And then his legend is just grown over the years. Ever since, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So. And then they started making movies, obviously, in the 80s, 90s. Well, they were making movies even about Wyatt Earp and stuff in the 40s and 50s. Mm. And then they tried TV series about it and this and that. It's just the movies that we remember are the movies of the 90s because they were done so great. Both of them are mm. fantastic movies. <coughs> but especially Tombstone. Especially Tombstone. That's what everybody's been telling me. I mean, <laughs> hundreds of people were telling me. Um, <laughs> But it is a crazy story. And then after he dies, January 13th of 1929, when he was 80 years old, um, his his wife, Josephine, um, or Josie, as everybody knew her, um, she was born in 1861, and she died in 1944. So we had like, you know, 15 years that she was still around after, um, after he had passed. And um, she was like, really trying to protect the Wyatt Earp story. And, you know, it was 
crazy. The the like, and nobody knows that much about her. Like some people say that she was with a theater company and that she was an actress. We we everybody knows that she was with Behan because when she came to Tombstone, she was with Behan. Okay, but at some point in time, she then got with Wyatt, and people are saying that her name might have been like this, um, like Josie Marshall or something like that. And she was a a uh, working girl. She was one of the girls that worked in the brothel. Oh, jeez. But there's the two accounts, and she would never admit to it. So then nobody really knows where she came from or what really happened until all of a sudden she shows up there. So she apparently had a couple of different names that this Behan was hanging out with. And, I mean, it's kind of a crazy deal. There's a little bit of shadiness around her. Don't know a whole mm. lot. Yeah. Um, but she was very protective of the Wyatt Earp name, the Wyatt Earp story, the details that got out after he passed and stuff like that. Um, and then there's a little bit of stuff that I read also that said that their relationship was kind of estranged. Like he would leave for like weeks and because um, she was mean to him and wouldn't let him do stuff. So then he would like take off for a few weeks just to get away from her, that type of thing. Mm. Again, I have really no idea. Um, but he is famous for the shooting at the OK Corral, the whole Tombstone, Dodge City. I've been through Dodge City. I haven't hit any of the stuff. I've been to Tombstone. We actually just went to Tombstone for Tombstone, right? Mm-hmm. The birdcage is still in Tombstone. Amazing. Really? <clears throat> they actually have props from the movie Tombstone that are in the uh, birdcage that, and it's a museum. There's still holes in the walls in the birdcage from all the fight outs because that's an old saloon. Oh, they got really? the, the table that Doc Holliday used to sit and play cards at. Oh, really? Yeah, you can go downstairs and you see um, Josie. And uh, there's the pictures of her that are down there and there's stories That's about her. Us. And then there's the two rooms because it was also a brothel in the, in the basement. And then there's like paycheck stubs for the working girls downstairs. Those are on the wall and stuff. I mean, yeah. it is a crazy neat place to go see. Um, who was Somebody was shot um, in one of the chairs down there. But And they've got all of that stuff in there. Anyway, it's absolutely awesome. It's a great place. They still do uh, like live shootouts downtown. Um, oh, I got like a video. Like they do in Deadwood. Yeah, like they do in Deadwood. Yeah, very yeah. much like Deadwood. Right yeah, now. but the story in Deadwood is more Wild Bill Hickok, yeah. you know. And then yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, we've been dragging this one out yeah, for quite a while. <laughs> but I love the story of Wyatt Earp. I love everything about Wyatt Earp. Oh, so yeah. hopefully, we got most of our details, you know, out to everybody, and you know that I told the story decent the way everybody wants to hear it. Uh, Tori Furnish. You won the match, so contact me. Yep. Let me know what you want him for or what you want him to put him kind in. What kind of vehicle okay? you want to put him in. He got me some for my birthday when I first moved here, and they are awesome. Oh, but they are. They're absolutely front amazing. Seat is still Very happy to Tilson looking. Custom. Yep. Very happy to Tilson Customs to donate those to us. What yeah. an amazing company. It's a great they, company. You know they, what else is a great company? Seth Customs. Seth Customs. <laughs> it's coming. It'll be out. You'll, you'll see advertisements for it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're not going to drag it out any further. Go check out all of our social media accounts. Might be giving away some more stuff. I don't know. We'll hit up a couple of people. Some other companies want to give I would like to stuff. apologize, Grandma, for any cussing I did or uh, vulgar comments. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, got a couple. I, I'm pretty positive we're going to try to do something bonus this week. Uh, bear with us. We'll see if we can or not. So, yeah. But thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you guys later. Parlez-vous, Francais?